do not deceive you. Faster than the world is back. How about that? Uh, for fresh off the uh, off the month and a half long hiatus, um, and uh, ironically, uh, I'm getting over a cold right now. So, um, so it, it figures that I'm like I needed to mentally reset myself, and then I come back, and you know, just in time for the relaunch, I get sick. So, yay! That's how it works, right? That's how fate works. Anyway, uh, how are you guys doing? I, I missed you dearly. Um, it was uh, it was nice to um, to get a bit of a break, but I also found myself getting uh, very antsy um, at some point. So, so um, I think maybe three weeks into the break, I started interviewing people again, and um, you know. Um, started getting like a bank of, of, of new interviews and episodes up. So that's kind of where we are right now. And I have talked about maybe kind of scaling back and doing this bi-weekly. Um, so we'll start with that and see if it ramps up to being a weekly podcast again. Um, you know, I, like I, I wrote this on the blog on, on, on the, on the site that, you know, I don't, I don't get paid for this. I don't, um, I don't make any money off of this, which is fine. Like, that's not the point, you know? Um, but that being said, like, I do have to treat it like a job. And if I'm getting super burnt out, then, you know, then I'm not doing the best that I can to give you guys the kind of podcast that I want to. So, so now I have a renewed focus and I'm ready. And, and, you know, if it goes back to being weekly, then that's cool. If it doesn't, then, you know, we keep doing this like every other week. But we're going to start slow and then work our way up and see see what happens um, after that. Uh, redid the Patreon account. So just, you know, if you can kick over a buck or ten, whatever, the prizes are, or the packages are pretty self-explanatory or don't, you know, it's cool. Like, I'm trying not to, you know, uh, have uh, that much pressure, you know, on, on anybody, uh, myself included. So if you want to kick over a couple bucks, you're more than welcome to. If not, then, you know, whatever. That's cool, too. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff happening in Faster Than The World Land, um, but the return of the podcast is the biggest one, so... Um, I feel like there's like a bunch of stuff I want to talk about, but um, but I think in due time that'll that'll come. So we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll get there eventually. You know, uh, good things come to those who wait, such as this podcast. So my first guest back from the hiatus is a writer, poet, uh, all around cool gal, Rachel Bell. Uh, Rachel is uh, an awesome writer. Total total pleasure. Uh, to have on the podcast, I highly recommend checking out her her many books, um, which I will have links to in the description. But um, and I kind of fanboyed out a little bit, but you know I don't care. Um, it's very rare in in my advanced aged <laughs> age as an old man where I find people whose whose writing you know speaks to me in volumes, and and Rachel is one such person. So I highly recommend you check out her work and uh check out her site and you know and check out this interview it was a it was a fun talk um one day maybe i will have her back and we can just talk about drake for an hour so i'm cool with that all right um yeah this is a very short intro but i don't know i'm halfway dying and 
And uh, yeah, just I haven't done this. Like I gotta shake the ring rust off. So yeah, this is me shaking it off. The ring rust, not anything else that's gross. You pervs. And uh, welcome back to the Faster in the World podcast. And I will check you guys later. Here's my interview with Rachel Bell. Welcome back to the Faster Than the World podcast. I'm here with my special guest, Rachel Bell. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's kind of echoey because I'm in the uh, bathroom instead of my office, which is being <laughs> used currently. So, but again, I'm going to reiterate the fact that I'm not doing uh, normal human stuff. I'm just talking, which I guess is also normal and human. <laughs> sounds good as long as you're not using the bathroom while we're talking i'm fine with that yeah i feel like that kind of stuff is reserved for like texting or like catching up on like twitter or something or like playing tetris if you have a flip phone yeah or snake if you have an old like nokia (laughs) so um you're the uh the author of some really awesome written work um so i first found you um First found uh, Welcome to Your New Life with You Being Happy, uh, which I, I just kind of bought on a whim. I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And then um, when I saw that you had a you had a much longer uh, work piece of work coming out, I was like, I like pre-ordered that shit like right away because I was like, oh, this is super good. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about that stuff, but I want to backtrack a little bit. And so for people who aren't familiar with you, um, how did you get kind of started in terms of like starting to write, I guess the, the origin story? Um, Well, I always, uh, enjoyed doing creative stuff. I was always like making music or painting or drawing. Um, and then at some point, maybe when I was like 19, I started really enjoying poetry. Uh, and I just decided I was going to get really serious about it, uh, and pursue being published rather than just, fucking around on whatever creative pursuit I was currently enthralled by. So writing really became my main thing around then. Yeah. Um, I What I find most fascinating by, especially with, with, the, with the, 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 first, the first book that I read, um, Welcome to Your New Life, it seems like it's like a million things going on at the same time, but I think that's why I like it so much, is that you know, it's the same th- reason of why the work of like the beats still resonates with me, even though, you know, like there, there's a lot of issues that you can take with it. But at the same time, like it's thinking like a real person in terms of like what I'm reading. And I think that's what, you know, that's kind of what caught my attention. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I don't know if that was like a conscious effort on your part to write like that. I think it's sort of just a reflection of my train of thought more so than a conscious effort. There's just like a thousand things going on at any given time. So it comes through in my writing. (laughs) Yeah. So I know that some of your work kind of, it it is like the, the new book, for example, is, is a work of fiction, but how much of your, of, of like things that you have gone through have, have kind of gone, you know, like kind of bled into your work. Um, welcome to your new life with you being happy. It was 100% true. All of that was real. Uh, and then loving the ocean will keep it from killing you is like 98% real. Okay. <laughs> well, what I, uh, there's, there's, there's parts in it that, so I'm, I'm going to tell you why I, I like, 
I particularly like the new book is that so uh, much like many people of, of our millennial generation, um, I grew up in a single parent home and it kind of reminds me of like what I think my mom would have been thinking when she, you know, when she like left my dad or when he like split, you know what I mean? Maybe without all the drug benders because she was like super Catholic. But um, but I feel like you know it it, it, was, it was a way to like kind of get insight into what I think she would have been thinking. Um, yeah. Had I not been there, and you know she 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 split like you know like seven years earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, also single parent, <clears throat> not a single parent home. My parents got divorced, but uh, you know two separate entities raising me at the same time, um, and. Uh, I can't imagine what it is like to go through a divorce. I wasn't actually married. I just was in a really long relationship. Um, but I tried to imagine what it must have been like and kind of made me sympathize with my parents separately when I wrote the book. Yeah. Have they uh, have they seen any of your work? Yeah, both my parents have read almost everything I've written. What are their... Uh, were there any, like... <laughs> Conflicts. I mean, you're pretty. You're very candid about a lot of the stuff that you you write about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad. Welcome to your new life with you being happy. My dad read while sitting in the same room as me. <laughs> totally um, not awkward, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate I appreciate his desire to see what I'm doing, so I don't mind it. But um, yeah, there's a couple things in that book that I like. Kind of wish my parents were reading like you know me using the phrase female ejaculate or my dad did say in the book i say um something about my dad's mint green prius yeah and he read it and he said it's not mint green it's silver pine (laughs) (laughs) and i thought that was really funny (laughs) and then he read my uh most recent one and he said he texted me and said you're a great writer and I was like, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, though. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's cool. Like, you know, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, on, on that note, like, you know, I, I feel like my mom doesn't look at the weird things that I do. Like, you know, like listen to this podcast or whatever stuff I decide to write. Um, but she's supportive of it in as much as she recognizes that it exists out there. Yeah. So. <laughs> And then, uh, I don't know, I guess I could ask my dad, but I'd have to find him first, which is kind of a, you know. <laughs> well, I was just, I just showed somebody, uh, welcome to your new life with you being happy for the first time, like 20 minutes ago. Um, and he opened it up and he was like, you dedicated it to your mom and Drake. And I was like, yeah, my dad was really <laughs> unhappy about that. <laughs> but the second one, or the, actually the fourth thing loving the ocean won't keep it from killing you is dedicated to my dad because he inspired me a lot to write it yeah what um now you you did dedicate the first the, the that book to drake and you also listed my favorite drake song of all time by the way best i ever had what it was is that like kind of capture the period of time that that a lot of these things were going on because that was what like 2009 2008 ish um, that, Welcome to Your New Life with You Being Happy, uh, encapsulates a time period in which I was dating someone, we, like, lived together, it was very serious, um, and that was, I guess, 
started two years ago, about two years ago, about three years ago. Um, I, I reference Drake because I am incredibly passionate about him, not necessarily because it uh, encapsulates a certain time period for me. I just really, really love Drake. I, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't make fun of anybody for that, you know, because I get it. I get it. He's a handsome guy. He's a he's a great performer. Yeah, he was in Degrassi, which is like one of my favorite shows growing up. So I love that. I used to watch it on channel one hundred thirty one at my mom's house all the time. That's what you guys had it at. That you had the CBC at one hundred. It, it was the N. It was like Noggin's older kids. Oh, channel. that's right. I see. I I had always watched it on demand. So I can yeah. never remember, like, yeah, but um, I don't know. I remember watching the the first iteration of Degrassi on CBC, and here in Seattle, it was, like, channel, like, 99 or something crazy like that. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, Drake. So, I love Drake. I love Drake. I'll never not love Drake. What if he made, like, a really, really terrible song? I don't know. I guess. I mean, I like. I love Drake in spite of the fact that he refers to women as bitches and seems to have uh, some problematic opinions, but Drake, I mean, you can love the artist without necessarily agreeing with all of their opinions, and uh, nothing was the same as an album got me through some hard shit, so. Yeah. I, no, I mean, it's one of the, you know, like, what I've learned, because um, I feel like Personally, I've been callous, for the most part, about celebrity deaths. But what I've found post-Bowie is that, you know, these artists mean a lot to people. And who am I to take that away or diminish, you know, those feelings from another person? Yeah. You know? Like Man, if, when like Leonard if, Cohen died? I know, that, that, was, was, that was huge, you know? That was really rough. I was at a bar and... This guy I was seeing came up to me and was like, hey, I have some bad news. And I was like, oh, no, your ex-girlfriend is here. And then he goes, Leonard Cohen just died. And I started crying. And I was like, I wish that your ex-girlfriend had just showed up instead. Yeah, I feel like you would get a better story out of that kind of, like, uh, interaction rather than, like, oh, shit, Leonard Cohen's dead. Yeah, I just don't want Leonard Cohen to ever die. Like, I can't believe that it actually happened. Yeah. In all fairness, at least he put out a lot of great records. Like, I don't feel like he ever really fell off. Oh, no way, yeah. Like, I still would have paid tickets to see him perform, like, yesterday, you know? Yeah. Like, when Sebastian Bach dies, he had, you know, that band only had, like, two good records, and then everything else after that was kind of <laughs> hot garbage. Yeah, Leonard Cohen has left us a lot of work to consume, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, a lot of your work has come out like in in, in short formats. Um, do you find yourself like this being like the the preferred way that you release work is just to do them and you know do a bunch in small bits, or do you have like maybe a, a larger a larger novel inside of you, or or a larger work of poetry? I definitely have, I'm working on a poetry collection right now that's like hella long but um, for me it's just like <clears throat> when I make something it's so hard for me to hold it in like that sounds super corny but when I make something I just like want everyone to have it as soon as possible because I'm proud of it and I want to like affect people and uh, so it's just like it's not so much that <laughs> that format is particularly like 
enjoyable for me. I love it, but uh, I just can't keep things in for long. I have to like let them go as soon as possible. Yeah. And most recently, you've been working on a somewhat of a musical project, or is it like spoken word with music? Um, yeah. Yeah. What, can you, do you want to? Can you talk about that a little bit? Or so Balama Cab is uh, the artist I worked with most recently. Um, he's this guy Alec. He's really cool. He's an ambient artist. Um, and I first listened to him freshman year of college, right before I dropped out. Uh, I was having a really hard time, and my friend Drake made me a mix CD called I Miss You, I Love You. Not to be confused with Aubrey, right? Yeah, different Drake. (laughs) So he made me this mix CD, and it had Balama Cab on it, and uh, that was the first time I heard it. And then recently I just started talking to the guy on Twitter, and uh, he told me he had some stuff laying around that he could get me to use. And then I went to my friend Andy's house. We just like banged it out recording some stuff. Um, and that's actually where I just was, was at Andy's house recording some more poetry over music. So, yeah. Uh, do you find, do you think that maybe this will be something that you'd want to like do like a full length recording with? Yeah. Especially after what we did today. Um, I'm really, really happy with what we just finished. So, um, I'm hoping I can like get six to 10 done and put them on Bandcamp, maybe, Yeah. maybe do, maybe do a physical release. Would you uh, think about revisiting uh, some of your earlier work and doing those as a as a as a release as well, maybe without music, but just as you know, as 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 I guess an audiobook? Yeah, I would love to do an audiobook. Right now, I have a cold, so my voice sounds kind of weird. But uh, of course, I decided to record and do a podcast <laughs> interview on this day where I'm losing my voice. But um, yeah, I really like reading my work. Everything I write, I write with reading it in mind um, just because I love performing so I don't know I, I always would have thought that I'd enjoy making an audiobook I just haven't put the time in yet <laughs> yeah well I mean you know uh, Adam Gennady just put the DIY guide on audio in audiobook format so you know I, Might as well. I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that there's a there's a market for that um, what so how did you get hooked up with with him for hello for uh, releasing the new book on Hello America? Um, well, they put out Welcome to Your New Life with You Being Happy, and then they put out an ebook for me called Hate Sleeping Alone bonus track, which is named after a Drake song. Yeah, coming back around Drake, and uh, I started talking to Adam. I don't remember how, like, he showed up on Facebook somehow, and I was like, oh, this dude has pet goats. That's sick because I love goats. And so we would, like, write messages back and forth and just talk about random shit. And then um, at some point, he was like, we could carry your book in the store. And I was like, hmm, maybe, let me think about it. I never really got back, and he was like, what if we publish a book? And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, and and it's what I like about the whole Pioneer's Press operation is it's very, like, it's very, you know, it's super DIY and super grassroots, and I don't feel like it's, it's not like, you know, uh, like, I'm getting this book pushed out of me because I see it everywhere, you know, like, here, unfortunately, there's, like, an Amazon bookstore, which is fucking yeah. bananas just to even say as a concept. Yeah. But, you know, like, they have, like, two window displays in the whole store, and they, like, both have, like, you know, the same fucking book. And I kind of feel like, you know, at least in this place, it's like, or at least with the case of Pioneer's Press, it's like very organic. And I get to, you know, kind of like accidentally find stuff that I like in a way. Yeah. 
And I love being, like, in another city and running into Pioneer's Press stuff at, like, a co-op or, like, a coffee shop or a bookstore. It makes me feel like I'm at home. Yeah. So, I mean, were you... Do you uh, do you have aspirations of, of of seeing it like in a much bigger for a much bigger publisher, or do you feel like you're kind of still in this phase of like, well, I'm still writing and I'm still getting my name out there, and this is great where it's at at the moment. Um, man, I don't know. Like, it's such a. I feel weird talking about it, sort of, because I love Pioneer's Press, but like my next poetry collection, I would like to come out on like a bigger press. Um, and because I sort of got solicited by Pioneers Press, I have, both of the people who have published me came to me. So I have no idea where to even begin finding a publisher. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'd like to do next. <laughs> yeah. Do you find a lot of like random people like, you know, like me, where I'm like on the other side of the planet and I'm all like, oh, dude, this, this, this is, these are really great like books and I need to talk to you or you know, find you on Instagram and just like, you know, like all your weird pictures, which is, you know, that, that totally sounds creepy. It's not meant to. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah. I love I love when that happens. Like, it's just, that's, I've talked about this before, but that's what I like about writing is you can affect people from across the world just by like putting some stuff on a piece of paper. And that's really special to me. So when people like, you know, I had somebody reach out to me from Italy yesterday and say like, some, something really nice like that like it was brave of me to write or something and I was just like wow this is literally why I do this this right here yeah so for the next stuff that you're working with uh, I know that you've been you know you're not shy about putting your your tinder stuff on social uh, <laughs> so I'm, I, I so I'm curious as to know if uh, we're gonna see some of that in future future collected works that's a good question um sort of like my Instagram I think of as being separate from my writing but um helping me get press you know like attention for my writing so I don't know if I'll ever incorporate tinder into my print work but it would certainly be fun to do that I haven't really thought about it maybe I should <laughs> yeah I don't know just just throwing that out there as a possibility well, thank you <laughs> yeah uh awesome um is there uh, is there anything that you want to like leave our, our listeners with or, or anything else you want to yes. want to share? Yes. So the thing that I'm most excited about right now that's going on is um, I'm going on tour. Ooh. And uh, I just we just finished booking it. I'm going on tour with my friend Miles Preston Clark and my friend Lily West. And uh, Miles is going to be reading with us. I'll be reading, and then Lily will be performing uh, music as Blanket. It's her solo project. Um, and we're going to... I'm first reading in New York by myself, and then I'm flying to Atlanta to meet Lily and Miles. And uh, we're going to Macon, Atlanta, Asheville, North Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Indiana, and then back to Chicago. All right. Flyover states are very lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mostly I was just like, "Fuck, it's cold. Let's get out of here." So yeah. I decided to go south. No, that's a that's a that's a pretty good routing. So you know. Yeah, and my hometown is Indianapolis. So I've never done a reading there, and I'm really excited too. I I've never been there, so I'm just gonna assume that it's awesome. Maybe. It, I mean, it is. 
is the birthplace of Rachel published author Bell. <laughs> oh, see? Well, there you go. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they should put on the wiki. You should put that in the Wikipedia page. I don't even have a Wikipedia page. It's so fucked up. Like, why not? <laughs> Make your own. Just, uh, have like an a... Ever- Everipedia. Have you heard of that? Have what? Ever okay, I'm make sure I'm saying it right. Ever Everipedia. Okay. This person I'm friends with on Facebook, I can't remember his name, um, made it as like an alternative to Wikipedia because Wikipedia has some shitty practices about like women and people of color. So yeah, he gave me my own Everipedia page, so I have that. So is that one of those things where anybody can submit something and? Yeah, and I made my own edits, so it looks very professional. Sweet, I'm going to do mine. <laughs> yeah, you should do it. It's really cool. Yeah, formerly of a touring band and other weird things that I do. Yeah, I have a list of every reading that I did in 2016 on there, so, you know, you can put whatever you want. Yeah, I could do that as well, but um, all my readings are usually really awkward because I, you know, don't like talking in front of crowds. So, <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing this. I totally appreciate it. And yeah, of course. Where can people learn about you on the internet, other than um, this uh, not other than this not Wikipedia page? <laughs> I have um, Facebook is Rachel Bell. Very easy to find. Very waspy name. Uh, Twitter is Rachel Taco Bell. Instagram <laughs> is Rachel Patty Cake. And then my website is rachelbell.info, and that has links to tons of stuff that I do. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. I totally appreciate it. Thanks. It's great to talk to you in your bathroom. Yes, of course. It's uh, <laughs> if you could see it, I have like a giant picture of Morrissey like underneath me right now. But <laughs> perfect. Right on.